Bones family. When life gets you down, you know what you gotta do? You don't wanna know what you gotta do. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Akuna Matata ain't no passing craze. Welcome, hello, how are ya? I am your host, Jay. I'm Andrea. And this is the Disney Plus Us podcast. A podcast so special that you will be screaming about it for days to come. Screaming? People do that. Screeching? Maybe screeching. (laughs) Don't screech, Uh, dear listener. This is a podcast dedicated to the Disney Plus streaming service. We cover movie reviews. We cover news, we cover updates, but we also watch every single Disney animated feature in chronological order, starting all the way back at the beginning with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and working our way forward through time. How fun. So today we are watching a Disney Renaissance classic. A goofy movie. There it is. Ow, oh, you you fooled me. I wasn't expecting that extra. Oh. Hi ho, how yeah. are ya? Yeah, very little. This is all scripted, folks. We like are. We write out every single word mm-hmm. we say to you. It is very yeah. true. It's yeah. Labor intensive. Yeah. But Not you guys really. are worth it. Yeah. You are. Yeah. 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 Jay, how are you? <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> yeah. You beat me to it. Yes. <laughs> You know, it's been great here at the our house. We're, uh, of course, married. We're living in Kansas City. And we just celebrated Christmas. But we did a special us Christmas that oh. did not involve family. Being on Zoom for a long time. Because that takes it out of you. No matter how happy you are to see family, sometimes when you're on Zoom for a long time, you just want to like, ugh. Yeah. And then start drinking. So we had our own Us Christmas, and we we're sharing an Oculus Quest Two. It's a VR headset, and it's a blast. This was our gift to each other, so we both kind of chipped in and decided it was for the both of us. Yeah, and it's really fun. Like one of my favorite things is the three D. You can make art in 3D. Yeah. And you've got this whole environment and you can shrink it and grow it and make really cool, like, interactive art. Uh, And we're also playing some fun games. We have an Alice down the rabbit hole game that's been a blast. It's super fun. A lot of puzzle games. Um, There's a fishing game we've been playing. I don't know. It's just, it's been really a treat. Especially during a time when we can't get out of this house. Yeah. Well, you can, but very you limited. Can, limited. But yeah, and wear masks and it's cold and all the things. Yeah. So I digress. Uh let's see. Oh, one thing I did want to bring up. Mm-hmm. We watched the movie Soul. It came out yeah. on Christmas Day. And we watched it on Christmas Day. And uh, here's what we think. I loved it. I thought it was great. Oh, Jay, this was awesome. Like, I didn't know what to expect going in. I think I expected more jazz than what we got based on the previews, um, which I love jazz. Jazz is great. This movie was so much more than that. And it really, it was beautiful and it was like really touching and big thumbs up for soul. Inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do a brief overview, not spoiling anything because we'll spoil a goofy movie after, you know, our, (laughs) our uh, little bumper transition bumper. But this is a movie dedicated to life why is life worth living why why what's your purpose is is your purpose your purpose it's those are kind of the questions that it tackles and it follows a um jazz teacher who strives to be a jazz star and he finally lands his big gig to prove himself to the jazz community and he dies spoiler that's not it was in the trailer (laughs) so anyway the um he he learns about the afterlife and he gets paired up with an unborn soul a soul that just doesn't want to come to earth 
Yeah. So they're called mentors, people who've lived life already. And through how they've lived their life, they try to inspire these unborn souls to go be born. They try to spark something in them that makes them want to live. And so it's kind of funny because he cheated the system. He was supposed to go to the afterlife. He did not. He landed in in this unborn world as a mentor. He was an imposter, but he ended up getting paired with the hardest unborn soul. Soul number 22. Who doesn't want to go. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's, I think that's as much as we can say without. Yeah. Major, major spoilers. Exactly. But I do want to throw this question at you, my wife. Is this a Christmas movie? Um, I'm, I guess it can be. I wouldn't say this is strictly a Christmas movie. Um, I say this is a movie more about appreciating life. And, and it's not about like, I was born to do this. I must go do this one thing. It's more about what makes life beautiful and worth living. Exactly. So like huge thumbs up. You can watch it any time of the year. I think, I don't think it's restricted to Christmas, but Christmas, you always kind of think about that a little more than you would other times of the year, I guess. Well, now that that's behind us, let's move on <laughs> to the news. Okay. Oh, boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to talk about the news. Okay, so we're going to keep the news brief this episode, partly because we're kind of in that gray zone where everything's already been released, the news, but... There's still a little bit, and I want to talk about um, what's coming or what's newly available. So we have Beyond the Clouds, A Firm Handshake, Dr. Seuss's Horton Hears a Who, Great Shark Chowdown, Mega Hammerhead, Mr. Popper's Penguins, The Wolverine, Lizzie McGuire. Oh, 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 get this. And here's now the hot goss. Yeah. Lizzie McGuire, the reboot, just got shut down. Uh, and that was a reboot where it's still uh, Hillary Duff. Is that her name? Yeah. But she's like 30 and living her life, but still like doing the Lizzie McGuire thing. I think so. So that got shut down. And the reasoning was the fans have such high infinity for Lizzie McGuire Mm-hmm. High expectations. Mm-hmm. If Disney Plus could not hit those marks, Avita Zane. Uh, so they looked at it and they're like, eh, maybe not. Yeah. Sadly, it got, it did not get the green light to say it nicely. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. I or know. maybe it's good. Maybe Disney is only wanting the best for their fans. I think so. And maybe in another time, another writer, another budget. We might see a Lizzie McGuire reboot that does hit the marks. Yeah. Anyway, in other news, we finished The Mandalorian. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Season two. Holy cow. Do we give spoilers? Do we say spoiler alert? Jump forward? Let's keep it high level. Okay. Season two, I felt, was ever bit as good as season one. Yeah. And they did the last episode. I've only I've seen great reactions. I've seen what was that reaction? What? Yep. No, I thought it was perfect. I agree. Perfect. I agree. Yeah, and it was kind of an a fun link in to the original trilogy of Star Wars. Um, you get some resolution for the story, but not complete resolution uh yeah it it was just like awesome and delightful and everything you could have wanted i had tears in my eyes i'll say that yeah like that last scene or two like i had tears in my eyes it was was beautiful it was very magical yeah um 
I'm going to say this is the closest to a spoiler that I'm going to get, but because of the ending and there are post credit scenes, we learn that there is a new spinoff series called the book of Boba Fett. (laughs) I don't know anything more than that. They kind of gave us a scene at the end. I'm not going to dive into it, Okay, but I am going to say that's something that we can look forward to in the upcoming year, two years. I don't know. One thing that I've, I'm a little weary of because of the success of Mandalorian, too many other series are getting greenlit. And as a Star Wars fan, my burden is becoming greater <laughs> to watch all of these. Well, and and is the quality going to be as good if there are too many different spinoff projects from this? Like, how are they going to monitor all these things and make sure that we get the same awesome quality that we got from The Mandalorian? And are they going to force these linking in? Like, oh, unless you watch... Series A, you're not going to understand Series B, or here's a character that jumps over into here. Like, I don't want to Like the Marvel series where you have to watch all of them to know what's going on. Well, and you don't necessarily have to do that with Marvel. Like, you can easily jump into Iron Man 3 and know what's going on. There's some tie-ins that you're like, wait, why are they fighting? Oh, you had to go watch Civil War to understand that. Yeah. But I will say that... It's a murky water, and part of the success, I feel, of Mandalorian is that it was a standalone story that took place in the Star Wars universe that really didn't involve the main characters, you know? Yeah. Or the good and the evil and the light and the dark. It was just a nice, almost a Western. Yeah. And then, well, it was based on, it had influences from Westerns, and it had influences from samurai films. And so they kind of tied all of those in. But I like the little tie-in at the end. I'm glad they didn't do it throughout. But I like how you're like, oh, this is how it kind of fits in. And, oh, okay, I can see how that might continue. Yeah. Yeah. To me, this is the first fit-in that worked. My only concern now is, I believe, is the story of the Mandalorian going to continue on? I don't know. And if so, how's that going to work because of the resolution and there's a splitting of certain characters who may Mm -hmm. no longer be in the main series? Yeah. So I kind of wonder about that. Are they going to continue that on and will that work as well? Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. Time is going to give us the answer. Yeah. But major thumbs up. Beginning to end, The Mandalorian was excellent. Oh, highly yeah. recommended. I oh. got a big, like, coffee table book with all the art from it and, like, design and all those. And it's just super cool. I have caught her reading this giant coffee table book more than once. And she, yeah, totally nerds out oh, <laughs> reading it's awesome. this. It's really interesting because they tell you about the design choices they made. But if you've watched the show at the end in the credits... They have, like, the concept art, and it's just amazing. Like, I would put one of these prints on my wall. They're oh, just yeah. gorgeous. So, yeah, that was one of my Christmas gifts, and it was really cool. So, uh, on, on that note, I'm going to say, officially, Mandalorian Behind the Scenes Season 2 is starting to show up on Disney+. Plus. Starting to show up like it's a series. Yeah, you know how they did behind the scenes of season yeah, one. Yeah, season two has the same. All right, treatment coming. Okay, which I think is genius because with the streaming revolution, we lose so much extra stuff, cut scenes, gag reels, behind the scenes director's commentary that we that become you get on dvds or blu-rays that you yeah. don't get on streaming streaming but and this is a great way and they're doing it very strategically to keep our appetites wet in the off season 
So when they're in production, <laughs> you can be we can be geeking out on the behind the scenes stuff, and that just makes me appreciate the the season that much more. Yeah. And then once I'm done with that, then season three's coming or the next whatever. So it is kind of a smart marketing move, I feel. Yeah, very strategic. But you're not here about the Mandalorian. No, you don't no. care about any no. of it. <laughs> no way. You are here because of a goofy movie. Yes. I'm sure there are many, many of you who are so excited about this. As my goofy falling off a ledge. It was pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> might keep working on that. Yeah, yeah. you know, might yeah. move to Florida yeah. here pretty soon. Okay. So let's dive into it. A goofy movie. Yes. When was... Do you have any memories tied to this movie? Have you seen this before? I have seen this. I saw this as a kid. I cannot remember if I saw it in theaters or if I saw it at home for the first time. I don't remember. But I remember seeing it and loving it as a kid. It's about the right age. There's some really funny stuff in there. It's kind of geared more towards teenage boys than teenage girls and younger, but it's still like kind of a fun father-son bonding whole thing. So, yeah, I remember liking it as a kid. Cool. For me, I did not see this in theaters. I think for some reason it was an impulse by VHS tape believe it or not and wait you impulse bought it when you were like 10 or whatever i think i was well i wanted it i mean and i don't know that i actually i don't know i got the vhs it could have been a gift it could have been from my parents mm -hmm. or i could have saved up because so, i was at that age you hadn't seen it before and you're like yeah we'll watch this okay I knew what it was about. I remember seeing the trailer so much and I'm like, oh, that looks awesome. That looks awesome. That looks awesome. And finally, I skipped the theater for whatever reason, but mm -hmm. I got on VHS. But I loved the movie so much. I'm going to say this is my most watched Disney movie. Really? There were nights in the summer <laughs> where I was, I remember I'm maybe middle school. I would take the tent set it up in our backyard and pull out my parents TV from their bedroom that had a built-in tape player. Oh man, those are cool. And I would string <laughs> up power from the house and run it to the tent and stay up. And I, I'd stay out there for like weeks at a time and I would watch goofy movie almost every night. <laughs> and, I, and during the summer, yeah, I would totally I love that. <laughs> And I loved the Goofy movie because it was very much a coming of age. Who do you respect? How are you living? You know, life choices thing. Yeah. But it was also really enjoyable. Great story. Good songs. Great songs <laughs> and just fun. And that's that's what I really wanted. Yeah. So. Nice. Yeah, without a doubt, my most played VHS tape. Was a Goofy was movie. Was a Goofy movie. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> that explains a lot, I'm sure. <laughs> that being said, I think we should do an improv scene. Ah, yes. And this is kind of an out there improv scene. And the premise of it, this is the original pitch for a Goofy movie was not starring Goofy and his son Max. No, no. It was starring Mickey Mouse and his son mortimer mortimer <laughs> and morty so, morty and so morty morty and mickey were getting geared up to take this this coming of age camping trip and this is an outtake scene <laughs> that was tested for the execs at disney and they are loading their car getting ready for the trip uh-huh. Okay, Morty, hand me your suitcase. Oh, uh, uh, okay, Dad. 
You gotta fit it in like Tetris. Ha 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 ha. Morty. The joke is not that funny. I'm gonna go over here and call Bridget. Morty, make sure you use the bathroom before we go because we're not stopping for 10 miles. Bridget, yeah, he's making me go on this trip. Morty, and- <laughs> what are you doing on that technological oh, device? Sorry. Morty, uh, Morty, get sorry, over here. Bridget, I gotta hang up. He's getting unruly. <laughs> All right, Morty, I also packed some goldfish because I know you really liked those when you were younger. Wait, the crackers or the fish? Both. (laughs) That was a good one. I'll give you that. That was good. But I'm a little concerned. (laughs) All right, get in the car, Morty. (laughs) Can I drive? No. (laughs) Oh, dang it. Can I Wait, yeah, you can drive. Hang on. Here, it's a stick shift, so we might have to teach you some new stuff. How about you take the first leg? No, no, no. Climb in. I'll put on the radio. Now, you got to put the clutch down with your, your foot. Oh, oh, wait, Morty. yeah. Is it the uh, middle one or is it? Morty. Watch out for that. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. Uh, <laughs> and scene. Yeah, I think those high-pitched voices would have gotten old pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like Goofy because he he's a little bit more normal-pitched voice, but Donald's really hard to understand, and he's somewhat of a god to many yeah, people. Yeah, you're right. Maybe they should have done a Donald movie. Maybe that's what they should have With his nephews. Oh, man. All right. Well, <laughs> how about we watch the actual trailer? Okay. And see how off we were, or how right they were. <laughs> Going somewhere, Pop? Sure. It's a vacation with me and my best buddy, Donald Duck. No, silly. With you. <laughs> Uh, it's Goofy. Give me a big Stop goofing around. In an outrageous full-length animated feature, we'll spend some real quality time together. I think I'm going to be sick. Walt Disney Pictures presents, come on, this is going to be fun. The story of a father who couldn't be closer. What's the spirit, Maxie? Hey, God, this is embarrassing. To driving his son crazy. This is pathetic. Now, they're getting a crash course in becoming best friends. It's Bigfoot! Could you back up a bit, Mr. Foot? Uh, You're out of focus. This spring, one of Disney's favorite classic characters lands at theaters in the most hilarious It's the Leaning Tower of Cheesa. And hippest animated musical comedy ever. A little smokey. A goofy movie. Morning, son. Dad. It's hard to be cool when your dad is goofy. You look just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. Oh, my gosh. Hard to be cool when your dad is goofy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fun. I cannot wait to watch this. It's going to be fun. Uh, Let's let's not delay the inevitable any longer. Let's do it. One, two, three, four. It's time for the movie. Which remote do we use again? I get the popcorn. There could be spoilers. We'll be back in four, three, two, one. And we're back. Whoa. We're back. We just watched <laughs> a goofy movie. That was my goofy falling off a cliff again. And I, I think it got worse. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was better before. Yeah. So with a complete and utter humility, I am so pleased to announce that we have piped in an expert on uh road trips and that is our friend from new york city mr steven how are you sir hello hello i am doing great how are you (laughs) just swimming i love this movie like let's get right into it i love this movie wait hold on though you told me you watched a goofy movie but you didn't tell me what movie you watched Oh, oh ow, 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 ow. like what was the name of the movie? 
<laughs> oh boy. Is it a goofy movie or is it the goofy movie? A. It's actually okay. a goofy movie. <laughs> a goofy movie. Yeah. So no, maybe they the called one. it that in production and then just never gave it a real name. But what was the title of the movie? <laughs> oh my gosh, guys. <laughs> Who's on first? <laughs> <laughs> We can move on. Okay. I'll, I'll figure it out. It's, it'll come to you, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, sure yeah. it'll come up later. Andrea, how did you like this movie? You know, I enjoyed it. Um, I feel I didn't remember any of the, like, first couple scenes. Oh, really? Like, before they... Le- I remembered most of the stuff from when they left on the road trip, but I didn't remember, like, what led up to the road trip. So the whole first couple scenes, I'm like what this isn't what i remember and that was my whole like but i enjoyed it it was fun good yeah mr steven how did Um, you like this yeah it was it was fun it's kind of a um a weird setup it's like it's answering the question what if goofy was a father which is a (laughs) weird concept for a disney character movie yeah, they never but, but address like where Max's mother is. Kind of wonder. Yeah, Mrs. Goof. Mrs. Goof. <laughs> what happened to Mrs. Goof? I don't know. I know this brought a sequel, and there's also a mini series starring Goofy and Maximilian. Yeah, so, so there's the TV show Goof Troop, which uh-huh. yeah. first. This movie is a spinoff of the TV show, which is kind of unusual because a lot of those. Disney afternoon shows are spinoffs of the movie. The egg is the chicken this time, as what is what you're saying. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I was saying. Yes. I actually did watch Goof Troop. I remember. I did too. It was yeah. a good show. It was I, a good show. I need to get into that. I I think I'm just missing. It's that. probably on Disney Plus. Yeah. Somewhere. There we go. Yeah. Okay, well, let's for for our listeners who want to know what this movie is about, let's let's break it down. The brass tacks of this movie. Um, the opening scene is is in a field of wheat. We see Max <laughs> swimming around. He hears a voice of an angel. Turns out it is Roxanne on a pedestal, and very on the nose. Yes, thank yeah. you. Uh-huh. And he is like, "Oh wow!" And she like floats down, and they have they're rolling around in wheat and teenage boy feelings, and oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, for a dog, I'm gonna say Roxanne is a cute, a cute dog. Excuse me, a cute cartoon dog. <laughs> and uh, then suddenly the nightmare hits, where his like teeth pop out he gets big goofy teeth uh, and roxanne is repulsed he, right, he's the, slowly turning into his dad and then he gets a yuck. and that is when he wakes up from the nightmare to realize he's running late yeah so he's having a literal nightmare about literally turning into his father so Speaking of on the nose, this is very clear from the get-go what this movie is about. Yes. And I think it was a good setup. Like, this movie hit me at the exact right time in my coming-of-age story that I identified very well with Max. And I could understand that this was maybe... um, I don't know. I I was definitely on Team Max on on this almost in every step of the way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was 11. Okay, so um, the nightmare scene happens. They're running late. Turns out it's the last day of school, and Max runs uh, into the, like, f- I guess it's the end of school program where the principal, Moss, or whatever his name is, is addressing the entire audience of school you know of of the kids and he's trying to pitch science lumber parties and this is when 
Which Ma- sound awesome. Let's well, let's be honest here. Would you? Yeah. You guys would both go to a science I'd slumber party. I'd go to party. a science slumber party. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Where I mean. everyone knows the best. The best science happens after hours. Yeah. <laughs> Blow some things up. Discover some things. Look through microscopes. Yep. Fair enough. You know, science. Science. And this might have been my favorite scene of the whole shebang. And this is where Max, PJ, and whoever, um, Polly Shore's character, whatever his <laughs> name is, hijack the entire assembly and uh, put on a miniature Powerline concert. Now, Powerline's the big, like, Michael Jackson of the story. And um, it's more of a dance routine. But, oh, my gosh, this was, like, mind-blowingly awesome. And he catches the eye of Roxanne as he floats above her singing to her. Yeah. Yeah. I was That's moved. one way to do it. I was moved. Yeah. Steven, how, what was your reaction to this uh, scene? Um, I have to say, Roxanne has very good hair. For a dog, yeah. Yeah. She really does. It's very impressive. It's like perfect all the time. It stays together really well. Like it doesn't get stringy or anything. It's very flowy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) halfway through or at the end of the song is when the jig's up and he comes spinning down from like he was flying over the crowd hooked up on to like rigging. And uh, gravity brought him back to reality. The principal's right in his face, pulls off his glasses, and then is like, Goofy, you're coming with me. And now they're in the principal's office in trouble. But hard cut to a photo lab. And we see Goofy, I guess, as an employee. And same with Pete, PJ's dad. And they're working the cameras at a... At a photo booth. I did not remember that this was Goofy's job. So I was a little taken back at first. I'm like, is this what he does full time? Is this a volunteer thing? So that took a bit of time. Goofy is very good at it. Unintentionally. Yeah, I don't think that was his normal job in other... In Goof Troop. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. But what's weird to me is both Goofy and Pete can have a pretty lavish lifestyle, <laughs> taking pictures of kids, and like we later learned, Pete has an amazing mobile home and or a RV. Yeah. And Goofy is, I mean, clearly multi-level house, kid, car, kid, you know, about to graduate. It was a different time back in the 90s. I guess so. (laughs) Thanks, Bill Clinton. Yeah. And something you see throughout this movie is Goofy and and Pete have two different approaches to parenting, which is, I think, love versus respect. Um, Because Pete is always trying to tell Goofy, got to keep him under your thumb so he's afraid of you. Um, whereas Goofy is trying to connect with his son on more of an emotional level. I did pick up on that. And if I were to dissect this even more at the beginning of the movie, Goofy and Max were not on a good, and in a good emotional place. They were two separate. I guess Max has isolated himself and, and tried to become his own goof. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a little embarrassed by his father for some reason. I I don't know. Yeah. Um, You know, it's typical teenager stuff. You you don't hang out with your parents all the time. You kind of want to do your own thing. Because of a blue light special, Goofy gets the great idea. We are going to take a father-son road trip and... Get connected, get on the same page, and live life the way it's supposed to be. But he doesn't ask Max. He just starts loading up the car and says, we're going, son. Meanwhile, unbeknownst to Goofy, that Max has landed 
a hot date with Roxanne because of the awesome show he put put on at the assembly. <laughs> yeah, and so right away, Max is kind of forced into this place where he's unwillingly going along with things. And at the last moment, he decides, okay, I'm going, we need to go to Roxanne's house so I can make this right. So I can say, it's not you, I got my dad. But Roxanne's reaction, and Andrea, as you're the only girl here, <laughs> tell me if Roxanne's reaction was a little too much because she's like, oh, it's, it's, she thinks it does, it's because Max doesn't like him. Yeah, she thinks he's trying to let her off easy, breaking his date, and, and so she's like, huh, yeah, it's fine, it's fine, it's okay, okay, bye. And so they just completely misunderstand each other. But Max sees that as, I can't take her out this one time, so she's rejecting me completely. So I think it was just major miscommunication on both sides. I don't think she was like, I don't know. Well, Max is pretty much forced into the lie of, hey, my dad's taking me to the Powerline concert in L.A. so we can dance on stage. So question, do you think Roxanne would have just not gone out with him ever? If he would have said, my dad's forcing me on this trip and I have to go, I'm sorry. Steven, feel this yeah, one. <laughs> this, this is an ongoing frustration I have with this movie is so much of the tension is based on characters communicating poorly. Like, yeah. had Goofy just gone to Max, his son, and been like, hey, we need to do a road trip. Maybe Max could be like, all right, let's maybe leave tomorrow after this date that I have already scheduled versus immediately. Um, and, and similarly, when Max goes and talks to Roxanne, like, had he been like, my crazy dad is making me go on this ridiculous two month road trip and I have no choice, then maybe she'd be a little bit more understanding. Mm. But they're just not they're just not communicating well. So in the dating world, uh, in my past, I'm trying to think <laughs> if I've ever said something or pretended to do something amazing to impress a girl. Uh, Let me field this one. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Have I? No, I'm I'm actually I'm thinking. So if yeah. you have something else to say about it. I'm uh, trying to think. Uh, nothing as big as like, oh, my dad's best friends with the rock star. You know, it's it's never like coal. You know, feet over coals or whatever. The <laughs> yeah, is. I don't think you ever like lied to me about anything when we were dating. You did like on our first date show me the Romatron. It was a secret, yeah, weapon. So, yeah, it was like this is his arcade cabinet that he built that has thousands of video games on it. And it was pretty impressive. So, and I think that was his goal is to impress me. Uh, (laughs) Like lead with his best foot to impress me. The good guys can do that. And maybe some guys don't have anything impressive, so they have to lie. I don't know. I don't know. know. Well, it's all confusing when you're in middle school. Steven, have you ever gotten any trouble with that? Um, having to lie about getting out of a date, you mean? <laughs> or, <laughs> or, or like lying to try and impress a girl? Um, nothing comes to mind. See, he's, yeah, Steven's a little smarter than most. But also, <laughs> I think media, that's an unfair portrayal in, in storytelling in modern media is guys do this often. Like, and then and they don't I in don't, your experience. I've not seen too many like I've only known one guy and that's my best friend's brother that set up multiple dates on the same day with no. two different girls. <laughs> so he would like, okay, seven fit oh, I have a I'm I have a cough. I need to go over here. Are and, you serious? Oh, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> how oh. did how did that work out? Like this is Doubtfire style. Yeah, kinda like that. And not well. I don't think it ended up well. <laughs> shocking i'm impressed he tried though (laughs) yeah i'm sure the girls both were a little annoyed okay so we're on 
the road trip, which brings us to our first, like, not real song, because Powerline songs are all there. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, there was another, like, today. They were singing about, like, after today, it's going to be summer. Love that song. Yeah, whatever that song was. So this is the road trip song, and it's all about... The open road. (laughs) That's right. And we meet all the characters who I, if you pay attention throughout the movie, they come back. Like we have the little bald guy that's in love with this massive lady. And where do they come back? uh, They're at the backstage in the Powerline concert. Oh, nice. And then there was the nuns that we see throughout at the diner and at the concert as well. Um, We don't see the funeral the way you hearse and the dead body and all that but it's a delightful song and they first stop is lester's possum park yes this was my favorite part of the whole movie because it's so bad and so like just campy and amazing i would go there jay would you go to lester's possum park (laughs) i think i would just because it's the best it's an attraction even though it's crappy like yeah. who doesn't love crappy attractions yeah and the animatronics that remind you of like showbiz pizza or chuck e cheese mm-hmm. and they're yeah, kind of sparking i would i would find it interesting in a curiosity sort of way but if i went there at max's age i would have the same reaction i would, <laughs> it. I would enjoy it ironically at any age <laughs> so uh, I'd get a hat and everything. I want to know, have you guys ever stopped at a roadside attraction? Yeah. Oh, which one? Um, I once took a road trip throughout Kansas that was all like cheesy roadside attractions like that. Oh. We went to the, um, the big like hole in the ground that's like a big mine in Greensburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to the giant ball of yarn twine giant ball of twine uh, in Cocker City Kansas uh-huh. and that is like life-changing it's pretty cool <laughs> um let's see the Sternberg Museum and Hayes, Hayes yeah. which has animatronic dinosaurs uh the salt pillars Hutch is that Hutchinson Hutch there's somewhere in the middle there yeah. I don't remember uh, the geographic center of the United States. Yeah, I went to that. So that was a pretty good road trip, I'm going to say. Very good. Steven, you ever stop at any of those? I'm sure we've done some, but I don't really remember anything super memorable. There was. I, I stopped at two in my life. Well, not on purpose, but one was the, like, there's a guy that went crazy way early in, like, turn of the century and he made the Garden of Eden. Yes, that was on our stop yeah. in Kansas. It was all made out of like cement and stuff. And he turned his backyard into like there are all these cement animal sculptures. But yeah. the craziest part is he buried him like he had himself buried there when he died. Well, and he also exhumed his wife from the graveyard to bury her there, too. So they're in like these weirdo glass coffins surrounded yeah. by these cement animals. And there's also, yeah, he had like tigers, like in a cage there in the, <laughs> like 1800. Very it's weird. a weird place. Very weird. Yeah. Going on forward after. After Lester's Possum Park, Max is very annoyed that he had to go there. And then they stop for the night to go fishing and bam, Pete and PJ show up in their awesome RV. And this thing is huge. The RV is an awesome RV. Yes. Yeah. It has a bowling alley on the top, a jacuzzi and like a pool table. And yeah. It's yeah. Nuts. Which how can Pete afford this if he's working a photo booth job? He's the manager, Andrea. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I think Pete has some shady business dealings. That is an alternate source of income. I think the photo shop is just his affront. Uh, affront, yeah, his day job. I would believe that. Oh, funny. Um, and this is when we get into more depth of that leading with love or under your thumb. 
and uh, Max is still moody about the whole thing, and he Pete's like Pete sees Goofy attempt to say, "Hey Max, let's go fishing." And Max puts up this big stink and he's like, no, I want to stay here. Maybe after dinner, you know, something. And Pete's like, goof under your thumb. Come on. And so Goofy takes Pete's advice and says, Max, get your stuff and go. This is when well, I, Goofy shows Max the perfect cast. That's right. Which Max is unimpressed. But this is like a very special cast. For I was Goofy. impressed. Yeah, I was impressed too. And then they also find Bigfoot. Yeah, what? and Bigfoot is kind of weird. <laughs> I love the portrayal of Bigfoot in this movie. <laughs> because the, at first, it's the typical, oh my gosh, is your, do you have this on camera? Do you, you know, all, we got it, how amazing. And then Goof, or sorry, Bigfoot turns into the biggest goofball and he will not leave him alone. Like he's putting on sock puppet shows for him and sleeping on the roof of the car and hiding the keys. He's just being a turd. Classic Bigfoot. So they're stuck in their car without the keys. Bigfoot's on top and Max wakes up, opens the glove box and takes the map. This is the big moment, yes. This is the moment where lies have built upon lies upon more lies. In order to impress Roxanne, he has to get to the Powerline concert. So instead of going to the fishing place his father has marked on the map, he erases it and changes the map. Can we take a moment to consider how ridiculous this is? Like, his plan is to trick... His father, from <laughs> instead of going to Idaho, to go to California. And he thinks he won't notice. Another line on the map. Yes. <laughs> now, and this might just be the geographic person in my brain, but is Idaho that close to California? No. No. <laughs> like, I was trying to imagine a junction because... Later on in the movie, it's a turn left or turn it's right. It's like L.A. or Idaho. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. no. It's, it's very silly. Um, but, but to be fair, the movie kind of addresses that when um, PJ and Max are in the hotel room and he tells them and PJ's like, oh, he really fell for that. Like, they're kind of making fun of how dumb Goofy is that he sort of was fooled by this uh, trick. Even yes. though... Maybe not, because he didn't really fall for it, it seems. Yeah, so, yeah, we're at the Neptune Inn, which Matt or Max has been deemed the master navigator and head witchwayer of the entire trip. And they're actually having a good experience once Goofy hands over the map and they stop yeah. at There's places a that they both like. Yeah. Yeah. Baseball games, monster truck rallies. Jet skis. House of Yarn. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, anyway, they crash at the Neptune Inn. Which is awesome, by the way. Very campy. (laughs) I would totally stay at the Neptune Inn. Those waterbeds with fish in the inside was amazing. (laughs) The electric fish light on the wall, also amazing. Also, I like the little tiki area where the hot tub is. Which every time, okay, so hold on. So we're we're at this Neptune Inn. Turns out Pete knocks on the door. He gets it, he opens into their uh, hotel room and hooks up the RV. Runs pipe everywhere and, and oh, big wires. Such a mess. <laughs> and then they it's Goofy and Pete in the hot tub at the Neptune Inn, and it's all about. And every time I get in a hot tub, I think of this scene (laughs) because Pete gets in and water just explodes everywhere because Goofy's in and it's just fine. But Pete gets in because he's so large. And then he says, and he says, they're always putting too much water in these things. (laughs) That's such a great line. Oh, I know. (laughs) Blaming it on someone else. (laughs) What were they thinking? Always putting too much water. 
Oh, yeah, that was pretty good. So this is when Pete overhears that Max has changed Changed the the map. map. And he reports it to Goofy. This, of course, crushes Goofy because he's actually connecting with Max. They're having a good time. Yeah, but he's been duped this whole time, according to Pete. Yeah. The next day comes. And Goofy is still crushed. And we're at at the juncture. Max, which way do we go? Left or right? Left or right? It, it's very tense, yes. Left goes to LA and right goes to Idaho somehow. Yeah, magic road. <laughs> and he says left. To LA. He barely makes the turn. He pulls over to pout. And that's... Uh, when Max accidentally kicks the car into the into Yeah, the they're like yelling at each other. Goofy's mad. The car gets kicked and it starts rolling. And pretty much like gets smashed up, falls off a cliff, goes into the water, flips upside down. And then they finally have the heart to heart that they should have had at the beginning yeah, of this. Yeah. Again, bad communication is driving the conflict. Of yeah, because if Max was just like, hey, dad, this trip is great, but it's really important to go to this concert in L.A. And like he explained why. I think Goofy is someone who would be like, OK, sure, let's do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that kind of happened because after they had their heart to heart on the hood of the car floating down the river, that's what they decided, like. Let's go to L.A. Now we got to get you to this concert. Yeah. Which which is not how cars work, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think I don't it would think, float like that. I don't think cars float like a life raft. Um, but I, I did enjoy them working out their conflict in the middle of this very stressful, like, crashing through the, wind, the river scene. That was kind of fun. Question. Do you think they did that because... Young Jay watching this would have found just a scene where they're sitting there yelling at each other boring. Yes. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so they needed to spice up their heart to heart a little bit. Uh, yeah. After this, though, the car does go over the waterfall. And somehow Max is held up by a parachute. Goofy falls over the edge. And... The perfect cast down into the mist below by Max catches Goofy and they end up in L.A. later at the Powerline (laughs) concert. Yeah, they make it. They sneak inside in like instrument cases into the Powerline concert. They get on stage. They dance. Somehow they don't get thrown out right away. And they make it on stage, and uh, that's when Roxanne and the gang back in, I'm guessing, Florida sees... Oh, I, I think they're in Ohio. Oh, okay. Oh. Like, as much as I can tell from the map, I have a freeze frame of the map. <laughs> I tried to figure out their route and where they're coming from. Yeah, we were Somewhere trying to figure that out. They must have been just zigzagging up and down. Can we recreate this trip? Wouldn't that be fantastic? <laughs> I'm guessing um, the Possum Park is somewhere in Louisiana. Naturally. But then like a couple days later they're in New Orleans. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the map. It does look like they cut through the northeastern corner of Arkansas, which seems like where the Possum Park would be. Um, It also looks like they cut through Kansas City, and it says barbecue. So that's exciting. Wow. Um, Then they go through Oklahoma, Texas, New Mexico, then Colorado, then northern Nebraska, it says coffee. Um, Are they known for coffee in northern Nebraska? I don't know. Maybe it's just a coffee break. <laughs> you know, they invented um, the toothbrush in Nebraska. You mean, and then, and then because it, they have one t- anywhere else, it would be the teeth brush, yep, right? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, it heads west and then curves back up into Idaho. Ah, good. 
Well, if we ever do this uh, trip, Stephen, you're ahead which way are. <laughs> yes, I can be the navigator. Yes. yes. Trust you completely. The movie ends on the scene where Max is confessing the whole truth to Roxanne and saying how much he actually likes hanging out with his dad, but like it goes well. Yeah. Well, and bef- when Goofy drops him off to tell her the truth, he's like, well, if she doesn't forgive you, then maybe she's not the right girl for you. Which, you know, Which Goofy knows a thing or advice. two. Yeah. 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 Okay, Stephen just sent us the map and we're dissecting it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they went through Kansas City. Down through the Texas panhandle and way back up again. Nevada. This is a very strange route. I don't think like <laughs> major highways go the way they went. No. But it's exactly the route you would expect Goofy and Goofy's father um, and his grandfather to take. Old um, Goof. Which, according to the map, is Walter P. Goofy and Benjamin Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> I like on the map, it says, please do not go this way. And that's in uh, Northeastern America. Well, <laughs> that takes us through the movie. Let's move on. Wait, can I, oh, can I go bring ahead. something up? Yeah, please. Um, I think we need to talk about the universe that this movie exists in. Because, <laughs> like, clearly it's a goofy cartoon universe. Right. So yeah. that's expected. Uh-huh. But when they're playing when they're playing the guessing game, they mention Walt Disney twice. So like Walt Disney is a person who exists in this universe. And not only that, but Goofy's keychain has a the Disney. Disney logo on it. Yeah. So this is this is a universe where Walt Disney and the Disney Corporation exist. So um my question is, do you think Walt Disney exists, but only as a goofy character, like a dog, like dog Walt. I don't know. But like, are there goofy cartoons in this goofy universe? Whoa, like, Inception. It's this the same goofy. And now like he's just forced, like his career has tanked. And now he's working this like photography job at a Kmart. Wait a minute. Are um, they all dogs in this universe? Like every single character is a dog? No, because we do now, see Mickey and Donald for a, a special yeah. cameo. Yeah, they mention, yeah. oh, Donald Duck, there's, you're going on a road trip with him. There's some pig characters, too. There, There's a few other animals. It's very huh. odd, this universe. Yeah. Interesting. But I do like that Mickey and Donald make a cameo. That's fun. (laughs) Oh, that is good. All right, guys. I think it is time for... Here are true facts about... A a goofy goofy movie. movie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Did you know Donald Duck originally had a larger role when... He played a travel agent. Goofy asks, what did you think I should do? Donald responds incoherently. And Goofy responds, what did you say? Is there someone else I can talk to? I don't know how they found this out, but (laughs) there it is. (laughs) Uh, So the film was originally intended to be released in theaters during the holidays season of 1994. However, some production problems in France... Delayed the film's release to the spring of 1995. So was the animation studio in in France during that time? Like what was happening over in France that delayed things? I don't know. No, I I think what happened was this was sort of a low priority movie for the Disney animation features or Disney animation studios. Yeah. So they outsourced some of the work to Disney France and also... um, (laughs) Disney movie tunes. So it it was kind of a lower priority movie because they were busy working on Pocahontas at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They said they it reissued The Lion King, which was released in the summer of 94. Mm-hmm. They reissued it for Christmas to fill the empty spot. So which did well again because everyone liked The Lion King. Yeah. Rob Paulson, who is the voice of PJ, 
has admitted several times in interviews he has never seen this film in its entirety. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so this film was nominated for Best Animated Feature, Best Production Design, Best Storyboarding, Best Music, and Best Animation at the 23rd Annie Awards. Annie? What are the Annie Awards? Animation, maybe? Ah. Ah. Nice. Wait. So it got nominated for that the same year Lion King came out? It must not have won anything. I don't think it it would have said it won instead of just nominated. (laughs) Um, No, Lion King came out in 94 and Goofy Movie came out in 95. Oh, that's right. Okay, 95 must have been a dry spell. And then, well, Pocahontas came out shortly after. Yeah. Uh, and that was the A-team. We talked about this during Lion King. No one wanted to work on Lion King. They all wanted to work on Pocahontas. So that mm. the A-team at Disney was working on Pocahontas. Which is interesting because I think Lion King is, like, holds up a lot better than Pocahontas today. Oh, I agree. Most definitely, Yeah. So Goofy's car is an AMC Pacer. The elementary school of the director, Kevin Lima, attended was located on the corner of from an AMC dealership. There you go. Which my brother, Parker, drove an AMC Pacer. <laughs> <laughs> also Wayne from Wayne's World. Wayne. Wayne. Uh, this movie holds a 44% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Based on reviews of 18 critics. The audience score, however, is a 70%. All right. I do think this is kind of a fan favorite movie. I can see critics not loving this. But gosh darn it, wasn't it fun? I have I have a friend from college who says this is his all-time favorite Disney movie. Wow. And <laughs> it kind of shocked me, actually. Because I didn't realize... It was such a big deal, but apparently this movie does have a strong following, um, like both when it came out and the years since. Um, which it's it's kind of um, it's kind of an interesting concept for a movie, really. Like it's it has a weird blend of sort of animation, uh, physics, and goofiness, but also like some sort of realism with like high school drama and family and all that um yeah it's it's kind of an interesting interesting um concept from disney at this point i agree uh here's a here's a fun fact for you pj's initials stand for pete jr (laughs) (laughs) checks out oh funny oh was your college friend is he now like a doctor or maybe some high profile politician because he has such great taste in movies um no oh okay just has a sales job Eh, hey that's all right so there are some other disney references in this movie besides the walt disney thing that steven brought up in the keychain they are Max has a Mickey Mouse phone in his bedroom. Love uh, that. During the first song, After Today, the soundtrack album for Aladdin can briefly be seen in the window of a music store that Max walks by. What? Really? Huh. Uh, the Nightlight and the Neptune Inn resembles Ariel from The Little Mermaid. Uh, uh, in addition, okay. earlier in the film, Ariel appeared as a prop in Max's school auditorium. Um, on the open road, that song, a woman flies out of a van on balloons and one of the balloons is a Mickey balloon. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. We talked about that. Uh, so those are the big, uh, Disney references in this movie. I saw, I saw a couple, um, couple of critters that look like Chip and Dale. Ah. Uh-huh. Toward the end, you know, when they were on the, uh, car floating through the river scene so i also noticed there's a a lot of hidden mickeys mostly in the audience of the powerline concert you can Ah. find him around but i also this is funny 
Pauly Shore asked for his role to be uncredited because he <laughs> didn't want Disney to sell the movie on his name, similar to Robin Williams' request in Aladdin. Yeah, interesting. Uh, the nuns appear to follow Max and Goofy everywhere. They're first seen at the photo studio department store, then during the open road song, then they're at the diner, the monster truck rally, and finally the Powerline concert. Uh-huh. Okay, I have one more fun fact for you. Uh, The cast recorded all of this together, which is very rare for animated recordings. Oh. That is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Cool. All right. I think it is time for our last segment. Wheel of morality, turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. Moral number one. And the moral of today's story is... Pete is not your friend. Steven, do you, do you have a moral better than that? Oh, um, I would say if you let Goofy plan your road trip, it will be either the best or worst trip of your life. <laughs> It'll be the, definitely very memorable. Um, I'm going to say communication is key. Never hide hide information from those around you. Never? Never. (laughs) (laughs) All good things. All good things. Any closing thoughts on the I really like the the high dad soup thing. Oh. That was it was a sweet moment. Where he spells out the words high dad at the bottom of the can of alphabet soup. Yeah. That was that was a great moment. That was cute. Yeah. Um, uh, another great moment is instead of Carlsbad Caverns, they go to Carl's Butt Caverns. Oh. I don't know if you noticed that. That's pretty funny. Um, that is pretty funny. Um, I don't miss being a teenager. There, I said it. It was rough times. And I could tell the people at Max's high school were far cooler than the people at mine. They were really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh. All right, folks. The end of our show is here. Steven, thank you so much for joining. Uh, Thanks for having me. Of course. And listeners, thank you so much for making it to the end. We had a blast doing this next week. Tune in because we are going to be doing Pocahontas. Yes. Yes. All right, everyone. Until next time. <laughs>